I'm trying to get harder and tougher mentally and physically every day of my life. You're either the growth mindset or you're the fixed mindset. If you're trying to be the best, you need to look at who the best is and see what they do. Relentless pursuit of progress. There's a difference between the best and the rest and the rest. Welcome to the Brute Strength Podcast. Champions are built in the mind first. Where we interview scientists, world champions, doctors and experts, in just about every area of health and fitness. What do you care enough about? What are you fascinated enough about to go so deep and learn so much that you'll know more about it than anyone else? And now, here's your host, Michael Cashew. Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Mike Cashew and you're listening to the Brute Strength Podcast. We're just going to roll right into this one. I'm back on the show with my beautiful wife, Adi Cashew. And today we're going to talk all about personal development. In our last show together, we talked all about sex and the one before that all about relationships. And those two podcasts, both of us have been on, I don't know, upwards of... 30 to 50 podcasts ourselves. I've recorded 150 myself and we got more feedback and people reaching out to us on those two podcasts than anything we've ever done. And so we realized a couple things. One, I think you guys like hearing us talk to each other and (laughs) specifically talking about development in some way. We've talked a lot about relationship development. We've talked a lot about health and fitness and people always come up to us asking us about different personal development things that we talk about on the show or instagram so we're gonna do a show all about that cool awesome so let's start with this what is personal development what is it to you Adi? personal development i feel like that could mean so many different things but to me personal development is constantly challenging myself and trying to learn more about myself in an honest way. So um, how can I understand myself better and use that understanding to live um, a happier and more fulfilled life? I would totally agree with that. And I would go a little more detailed in that personal development can be development in any sense. It can be developing our intellect, our careers, our health, our relationships. It is literally just developing some part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you are, you're one of the, so there's, there's this thing called speed of implementation. And mm-hmm. we know that there have been a lot of studies on like successful business owners and entrepreneurs. And one of, if not the biggest factor of what makes them successful is speed of implementation. They, they learn a new idea or way of being or leading and they implement it really, really quickly. And when it comes to personal development, I think you're one of the, you're absolutely one of the quickest I've ever met. Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. I think that I definitely can see something that could potentially serve me. And I 
have this like feeling inside of like wanting to get the results right away. Um, like most people, most people want to get results really quickly, but they have I, what I often see, like having worked with so many people in personal development is they have the barrier of being afraid to start, but I'm like so desperate for the results that I see somebody else getting. And I think I adopt the, the belief of if it's worked for them, it could definitely work for me. So I just like want it to work. So I get into it right away. But if I go a little bit deeper than that, I think that um, a lot of it probably has to do with... Uh, the type of parents that I've had potentially like they gave me a lot of safety growing up so I always felt safe to take risks and um, I felt well supported I have um, a lot of really strong relationships in my life so I think that I have a really strong foundation of safety that I feel like I can take um, risks and uh, it it helps me be less fearful of change I think but I mean, I, that's one of my personal development things. Like I'm trying to figure that out. It's hard for me to like really pinpoint it. I mean, you know me, how, what do you think? Why do you think I'm able to do that? I think that you, you're very, you're just very courageous in general. Um, like ever since I met you, you never had, I don't think you were really in the habit of being vulnerable emotionally. But as soon as we started having some deeper conversations, like you just went there so quickly and it took me years and years and years of just therapy and AA meetings and all of these things I, you know, I, I talk about all the time to really get to the point where I felt like I was courageous. And as soon as we started having deep conversations, you opened up really quickly, like way faster than pretty much anyone I've ever met. And I think personal development in general, we'll talk about more about this later. It just takes flat out courage and you, you seem not to be afraid to look bad, like in comparison to other people, like look bad or make some mistakes or get it wrong the first time. Um, or, you know, whatever you, you seem to really just go for it because you know, like you said, you know, that if other people are getting benefits from X, Y, or Z tactic or habit or ritual, then you know that you can too. It might take a few tries, but you know that you can. Right. Yeah. I use, if you see anybody I like, well, thank you. First of all, second of all, um, if I see somebody using something to their benefit and oftentimes it's like. I've heard it a couple of times from like people I really highly respect and I use that just as evidence that it's possible for me too instead of putting putting them like in another category you know like oh they're different than me I couldn't possibly I can't possibly do that like they're better than me or whatever they pro they might be um but hey I want to be there one day so I got to start doing some things that they're doing <laughs> right I think you also you take accountability for shit as soon as you th see that there's some level of accountability for you to take in any situation, you take accountability for it because you know that's where power comes from, right? If we blame other people for us feeling a certain way or we blame other people for the position we have in our job, then we have no power, right? right. They have all of the power. And you, I constantly see you taking accountability in every area of your life. I think it's more so than even accountability uh, part of courage is um, going 
part of courage is going into something 100%. And when you go into it 100%, it takes significantly more courage because if you go into it all the way, the failure is generally more difficult. Like it's going to hurt more. You've like invested more time or more of your emotions into it. Um, if you go like halfway, it's kind of that you kind of created a cushion for yourself where you could blame a bunch of Can different. Can you give an example of this? Like, um, if I'm going to start a new nutrition program, right? I'm going to like dive into it all the way 100%. If I've committed to doing this nutrition program, I'm not going to cheat on it. I'm going to be dedicated to it because at that point, um, if something goes wrong and it doesn't work for me, then I know that I've like done everything I could or there's a piece of information like I wasn't following something correctly and I was missing like an, a piece of information, right? So I like, let's say it's tracking your macros. I'm like super precise. I would If I'm really like being on top of it and I've made that commitment, I'm weighing and measuring everything I eat. I'm inputting it into my fitness pal. I'm checking in with my coach. And unless I was missing a piece of information, then if it doesn't work for me, then I know that it wasn't like, my it wasn't necessarily my fault like I put a hundred percent effort into it and I can know that you know that wasn't the right choice for me but if I only go 50 percent in and I like kind of eat out at restaurants sometimes or I um you know don't track some things or I lie about it and I say I did and I and I don't and I'm not honest then there's no way that I can say that the program didn't work for me. I want to know, like, I want to know the answer. I want to know if these are results that I can get. And the only way to do that is to do it 100%. Um, it's kind of like the same thing as like winning the CrossFit games. Like if you want to go and win the CrossFit games, you have to be 100% all in and risk not winning when you've put everything in there. And that takes a tremendous amount of courage because if you've only gone 75% of the way and you don't win, you could be like, oh, well, you know, I didn't do 100% of my recovery work or I didn't do enough nutrition. But if you went 100% in and you don't win, sometimes that can be really painful. And it's so that's why it takes a lot of courage to risk that kind of pain. What are some myths about personal development? You made a really cool... Uh, Instagram post a couple days ago about like when the best time to do personal yeah. development is talk about that a little bit so per, uh, One of the I think the biggest myth about personal development I don't even know if it's about personal development because I think personal development might be like a little bit more mainstream these days so it's like kind of putting a different spin on mental health or therapy or um Vulnerability like that kind of thing, but I, I kind of lump them all into the same category uh, so in that respect, one of the biggest myths I see is that it's it's like a sign of weakness or it's like when something's wrong with you, like couples go to couples therapy when they have problems, not when couples are thriving, where I think that's like the biggest myth about personal development. I think that when well, I know that when you're in a state of pain or when something's wrong in your life, you're automatically more defensive. You are more sensitive. You're um, a little bit judgmental about yourself. You could feel shame. You could feel anxious. You could feel guilt. Like there's so many emotions going on when you're in a problem, which doesn't mean that you can't do work in that scenario, but it definitely um, makes it a little bit more difficult to be open to change or to be open to seeing areas where you're not 
um, showing up where you could be better. And personal development is all about yourself. It's not about other people. So in the scenario where you're feeling pain, you're going to be less open-minded to change, less open-minded to feedback. Like if I was having a problem and you gave me feedback, um, I'd be a little bit more defensive. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Or like, I don't really think that's the problem. Like I might be that way. Whereas when things are going awesome in your life or things are going awesome in your relationship, all of that changes. Like you're less sensitive. You're less judgmental. You're going to be less defensive. If you pointed out a piece of feedback to me when I was like, life was kicking ass and I'm like in a really great place, I'm going to be like, really take some time to look at what you say and take it on like it could be true and then not bite off your head because you just gave it to me where I think you can level up a lot faster that way. For sure. I think that's some of the most powerful work I've ever done was when my life was going amazing. And then all of a sudden this huge blind spot I had was it's kind of how we met our relationship coach, our relationship coach. We met when our relationship was great. Like we actually had a great relationship. I mean, we still have a great relationship, but before it went to shit. Yeah. Our relationship with, there was no real, uh, pain points in our relationship that we had noticed so when she pointed out some things that we could be doing better it was like my mind was blown I was like oh my gosh I am doing that like that is something I am doing that's something I can improve on and it wasn't like no he's doing that like that like we're blaming back and forth which a lot of people get into when they're in pain I get there you get there it's so much uh, you can make such huge gains when you're in a good place. Hell yeah. That's a great one. Another big one is I th- I think a lot of people have a preconceived notion about different ways that you have to do personal development. Like some people think you it's just in self-help books. And some people think it's just in seminars like the Landmark Forum or something like that personal development like it's basically it's become a part of our entire lives right like we treat some vacations as moments of personal development to Mm -hmm. challenge us in in some intentful way right we treat the seminars and the books the same way we treat our relationship as a crucible by which we develop ourselves personally like all of these things can be used to grow in some area of our lives yeah. So let's talk about why you should actually do personal development. Like what's the what's the end goal? And the first thing I want to share is that and I really like this analogy. I'm sorry if you've heard this 10 times, guys, but I try to think of my life a little bit like I'm an elite athlete. And so what does an elite athlete do? And a D already touched on this. An elite athlete doesn't wait. It's like a football player. An elite football player doesn't wait until his footwork goes to shit to start working on his footwork. An elite football player works on his footwork even though it's already a strength so that he can try to become even better, right? Mm -hmm. Elite athletes are constantly trying to refine every area of their game on and off the field. And so in that same way, I and we, we're trying to... We're trying, we're constantly searching for ways that we can improve in every area rather than just waiting until something is broken. Yeah, 100%. Another really good reason as to why personal development is important. Um, one of my favorite quotes of all time 
uh, is the extent to which you are unconscious of a habit is the extent to which it persists. And we all have these persistent complaints in our lives that just show up over and over again, whether it's um, I can't seem to lose weight or I can't seem to be committed to the gym or I can't seem to get the job that I want or I can't seem to make the amount of money I want to make or I can't seem to have the relationship I want to have. These persistent complaints in your life and a lot of that is just a lack of self-awareness throughout I'm sure many different areas of your life and working on personal development can shine a light on areas that what would be like blind spots to you these are spots that these are things that maybe you don't know about yourself other people don't know about yourself or other people know about you and you don't know about yourself and those things are going to make you a happier healthier and more successful human being in every single area and the best way to do that is to start working on becoming more aware of yourself in all sorts of different scenarios. And I don't think there's like a perfect way to do that. I think there's so many different ways to do that. You and I rotate through probably 15 to 20 different types of personal development tactics and routines and actions. But if I want to, for like, the I have a lot of habits that I'm unconscious of that are plaguing me in my life and I want to become conscious of them. I want to become aware of those habits that I am not aware of so that I can get rid of them. Exactly. So the point is so that we be- can become happier, more fulfilled, more successful in our professional lives, have better relationships, anything we want to create in our lives, we can do that through developing and growing ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. So let's talk about some important points about personal development. The first one is this is this is a belief that we have that in order to live the happiest life possible, focus on every part of your life, right? I and and that's not to say that somebody can't be a rock star in their career and have like broken relationships. Um, actually, I think a lot of times at the upper end, like at the very tip of the spear, people get really unbalanced and, um, that, you know, they, they, some, some areas of their lives are in shambles, but they're still really great at, at something. I'm not, and I'm not saying that I'm just saying, if you want to be as happy and fulfilled as possible, then you have to focus on developing every area of your life. And one of the big reasons for that is that. I think that we're always either conscious or just partly unconscious of when some things are left kind of undone, right? If I'm focusing on my career, I'm kicking ass in my career and my health is in tip top shape, but I've got a terrible marriage, at the end of the day, I'm still not going to be happy. And in fact, I'm going to be probably really unhappy. So I think if if we and and a lot of people have that one area or more of their lives that they're just kind of uh, sweeping under the rug or or too afraid to really change something. And so one thing that we believe is that focus on everything. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean focus on everything at the same time. Right. Uh, it's not this like huge overwhelming feat, which it totally can be up close. Um, this just means because you have to work, not have to, because we believe you should work on everything. Uh, it's really just about picking one. So it's 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 like 
it's like i want to i want to be the fittest version of myself i have to pick just like one action to move in towards that direction we all know picking 15 actions is going to lead to failure or burnout or i'm not going to be able to sustain that so just pick one area of your life focus in on that and then you can swap between between areas it ends up it's kind of fun you can like focus on business for a little bit while focus on relationships for a little while focus on community for a little while focus on yourself for a little while there's so much to work on so that doesn't mean that you should work on all of it at the same time it's just know that there um is a lot there to d- dive into and that's can be very exciting yeah i kind of think about it like crossfit you know when you start doing crossfit you realize that there are just so many different disciplines that now you get to try to master mm-hmm. and so then you're never bored there's always something new to yeah, work on and so it, and, it be, and it makes this kind of uh game out of life in general that mm-hmm. there, you have limited um options to grow in right yeah, I love it. The next big one is personal development takes courage. Um, Adi started to talk about it a little bit. And I was, yeah, when I was giving her props, we, we started to talk about it. It takes courage to basically in the first place to just admit I don't have it all figured out. I don't have a perfect relationship with my brother or my wife or, or myself. myself. Um I am not the smartest guy in the room. I don't have, you know, I'm not the the best business owner. Or I'm like, it's it takes so much courage to admit that you are doing things that don't align with the kind of person you want to be. Like acknowledging and becoming present, like getting present with that reality is incredibly uncomfortable. Like I've definitely had moments where I've realized like, oh my gosh, like I'm totally out of align with like the kind of person I want to be like it might be I'll give an example just so it's not super hypothetical but if if things are just not going well or I perceive things in my life as not going well I treat you in a manner that is not aligned with the the kind of wife I want to be like I'll talk to you in a certain way I'll say things that like I totally like I'll just like say some statements that I just I know I'm going to want to take back immediately after and I like allow myself to get there and then just like becoming present to that and trying to notice it before I get that far is like to admit that I even do that is painful to me like it makes me so uncomfortable because Uh, It makes me feel like maybe I'm not a good person or maybe I'm not the best wife. And I think that that takes a lot of courage to look at yourself in a very honest way. Mm -hmm. So how do we build courage? How do we build courage? I think it's probably different for everybody of how you build courage. Um, I would like to say before we even talk about that, that um, the thing that's amazing about having courage in these situations and taking accountability for your own personal development is if you think about all the people that you like really resonate with or people that like moments where you've been like, man, like that person's so cool or like such a badass. It's generally when they've like been completely authentic and completely real and and like owned up to things that they've got going on that's when you're like you're like almost proud or or 
I don't know, you become like their fan. You become a fan of those kinds of people. So um, I would encourage people to like think about that and be like putting on a persona and not owning up to like your whole self, your whole authentic self uh, is people can tell that that's there. Even it might be a subconscious thing, but it's kind of like an energy in the air. Like, you know, when when someone's like got something underneath and you also think it's so freaking cool when people come out and talk about like the stuff that they're right. struggling with. Well, we can't, it, it's hard for us to connect with like an image of perfection mm-hmm. and what we see on social media and in media in general, a lot of times is people like the absolute best of people. And it's just really hard for us to relate to because we all know we have a lot of shit and when yeah. we just see perfect, we, at least I, I'm like, I can't relate to that person at all. Like I've got X, Y, and Z that I'm working on. Um, you know, I'm fucking sad right now, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't connect to that. But when someone shares something that is vulnerable, like a weakness of theirs, like in the moment, it immediately connects us. People are just so attracted to people sharing their, their secrets and sharing their weaknesses. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So I encourage you guys to all do that because we'll love you 10 times more. (laughs) But to build courage, um, I think to start is to uh, at least have conversations or like small, like small steps, small steps, like maybe uh, one read the book. Daring Greatly is a really great start Uh, there. If there are a bunch of amazing books that can help give you courage, by reading through their experiences and their um, like their research and the evidence that is out there. So if you're like a data driven person, like for me, I love like seeing the evidence of someone getting success in a certain capacity. Like the reason I loved per- fell in love with personal development was I met you and you had gone through addiction and you say that you became the person that you are through all of this work that you've done on yourself. Then I read Daring Greatly and I was like, oh my gosh, like, I have to do this. Like, how could I live my life any other way now that I know this information? So for those types of people, I would definitely start like consuming knowledge on um, like if you're not ready to take some take some actions yourself, like just start reading, start listening. That's a that's a good first step, I think. And just start sharing yourself. Right. I think the the quickest way to start to build some self-confidence is to actually be yourself. And that almost always has to do with other people, uh, being yourself around other people. So if you're, I don't know, let's say you're um, in, you have to do a lot of public speaking and you're really afraid of it, but you're trying to pretend like you, you aren't, maybe just sharing that you're scared and that you have anxiety about it with a friend can be a good first step. Um, because what happens is, when we share weakness with someone and then they say something like, thank you for sharing that or, okay, I still like, you're still my boy or I still love you or some version of that. Then we're able to see that we're people accept us for who we really are. Um, one of the reasons that we withhold that kind of information, that quote unquote vulnerable information is there's a deep seated belief that if they only knew who I really was, they wouldn't accept me. And so we try to put up uh, a facade. We wear a mask. We, we put up a, an image of what we think people want us to be. 
but deep down we know we have these vulnerabilities. So by, by slowly starting to share just a little bit at a time with people really close to us, we can start to build the muscle of courage. Um, it'll never become comfortable. It, if it were, it wouldn't be called vulnerable anymore. It'll never become comfortable, but I think kind of jumping into the deep end and like just taking that step and sh- uh, the step being sharing sharing some something vulnerable, um, it becomes a you get a little bit quicker with how um, how fast you take that step. Yeah, and just a tip for people that are a little bit hesitant to you know share some of their fears or anxieties or things that they're thinking that they think other people might not accept. Um, just be. Um, choose the person you're going to share with a little bit carefully, like make sure this person has totally got your back, make sure they somebody you love and trust. Um, and, um, preface it with, Hey, I want to share something with you. That's like really hard for me to share just so that person knows that, you know, their reaction is going to, is going to, it's going to matter, you know, cause the worst thing in the world would be to share something that took a lot of courage to share with somebody and them, you know, their reaction, they didn't think it was that big of a deal or they didn't understand that this was a really difficult thing for you yeah. to do. And then their immediate reaction is like, that's not even a big deal. Like Psh, I'm like, I've public spoke like a thousand times or, right. and they all of a sudden like make you feel really small for having that fear. And then it makes you 10 times less, 10 times less likely to share ever again. So just, especially if you're like hesitant on it and someone's reaction is going to affect you, just um, use a couple before you share, just like make sure they know that this is something really hard for you to do and um, preface it and make sure that person is somebody that you really love and trust. Great point. Next one is personal development, like actually implementing and um, changing things. Mm -hmm. It has a lot to do with integrity integrity is doing what you say when you're going to do it. And a lot of people talk about integrity in relation to others, right? Like I told you I was going to be at the house at 6 p.m. So me being in integrity with you is showing up at 6 p.m. or earlier. If I show up at 6.02, then I'm out of integrity. It break, And if you look at it in terms of like integrity of a house, the integrity of a house is all about the foundation. If I show up at 602 and I do that over and over, it's a ve- there's a very weak foundation, right? You don't trust me. You don't trust me to do what I say I'm going to do. Looking at ourselves, anytime we make a commitment and then we don't follow through on that, we don't trust ourselves. And so then it makes it really hard to it makes it really hard to commit to things because we we think fuck, I'm, I've, tr- I've tried this a hundred times, what makes now any different, right? I've tried to start waking up early every morning and I always just hit the snooze button or whatever it may be. Like we just have no trust with ourselves. Yeah, it turns into the, oh, I just can't do that or that's just like not for me or I've, yeah, it's it's it turns into I've tried that a million times, but maybe you tried it out of integrity with yourself and you didn't, try it in like being in integrity and, and developing trust with yourself. So how, so now let's talk about how to get into integrity. Okay. Right? In order to get into integrity, you basically just have to make 
make and keep one promise to yourself. Right. And I think it can be literally the simplest thing in the world. For me, for a really long time, it was making my bed in the morning. When I met Michael, I was probably, maybe this would be a shock to everybody who's listening. I was so messy. Like my mother would believe it. If you're listening, mom, I know I was very messy and I didn't realize at the time how that was affecting my life. And then I started living with you and you you even knew you were messy. I, I like was completely unaware of it. Like I didn't see the mess. Like I would walk by it and it just was so like frat house. (laughs) I was messy and it was so insignificant to me that I just didn't even see it. And when you pointed it out to me and helped me realize like that my life could be better if I was cleaner. And I had better integrity with myself in terms of like having a tidy space and more legitimate space. Uh, Just making my bed in the morning was a huge win for me. So I never made my bed. And then I made my bed one time in the morning and then I would get back to the bed at the end of the day and it was a made bed at the end of the day. And it just feels so good to get into a bed that was made and like the sheets are pulled up and the pillows are done. And then that felt really good. And then I'm like, Oh, like, cool. I've, I've actually kept a promise that I kept to myself. It doesn't have to be this like grand gesture to yourself. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to eat, you know, I'm not going to eat sugar for seven months. It doesn't have to be something like that's really difficult to accomplish. It could Mm -hmm. just be as simple as making your bed in the morning. Right. Yeah. We can't expect to build an entire house if we can't even trust ourselves to nail two boards together. Exactly. So our, somebody that we follow a lot, his name is Jordan Peterson. He's a psychologist in Canada and he has a really interesting view that most people, the biggest mistake they make in life is they don't aim small enough. While so many self-help gurus and other personal development people are talking about like, you got to aim high, you know, shoot for the moon. And if you miss, you're still still in the stars, something like that. Right. Um, But his point is that we don't shoot for something attainable so that we can actually start building integrity and a sense of um, trust in ourselves. So start with something small. Maybe it's making your bed. Um, if it's if your goal is losing 200 pounds, then maybe it's just getting to the gym for yeah. three days this week. Or cooking one meal a week. Or if you go to restaurants every single night for dinner, maybe it's only going to restaurants three nights this week. You know, it doesn't have to be so drastic, but it should be something that uh, is realistic for you to attain. And as you start to keep, well, once you keep one promise to yourself, then you can go a little bit bigger. You can keep a bigger promise to yourself, or maybe you can do keep the same promise and, and make another commitment and you can build upon that. And then you start getting momentum and you start building this trust in yourself that, uh, and, and knowing that anything you say you're going to do, you know that you're going to follow through. And so then you can start to be really bold with your your goals. And I think what's cool about this too is uh, when you start building up the foundation of your house and then you start building up the walls and you start creating your rooms and all of those kinds of things. I, I sometimes when we talk about it, it's like, oh, 
once you do this, you can always be in integrity with yourself and always keep promises that you keep to yourself. And that's actually like not the reality. Like life still happens. You still get stressed out. There's still so many blind spots that you have that make it so difficult for you to maintain that integrity with yourself. But because you have such a solid foundation, like let's say now, what's like one thing I say I want to do every day? Like uh, for me, it could be uh, every single morning, I would love to journal in the morning. And I'm, I'm a little bit better at it now because Michael's been coaching me and he's been giving me some questions to journal about each day. But when I wanted to, I would just be so overwhelmed by not knowing what to write and I would be out of integrity with myself. Almost every morning, I wouldn't journal. I would see the journal. I would like totally ignore it and I wouldn't do it. But I'm definitely out of integrity with myself in that moment. And I think even when you're good at these types of things, there's still moments where you're out of integrity with yourself, but you have this foundation of, I st I'm still doing all the other things. I've still built up all of this trust with myself. And now I'm just like, now I can start pushing my edge. Like now I can start reaching for things that are a little bit outside of my comfort zone that are a little bit scary that are actually really difficult because I've built up this base that I know if I need to dial it back, like, okay, I'm totally stressed out. I'm really like not doing well right now. I can dial it back to what I know I'm capable of and what makes me feel good and makes me trust myself and then work my way back up. The next one is enrollment. And enrollment means... I'll give you an example. If I say that I want to I want to get a I want to get down to 8% body fat. Enrollment would be for me to share this commitment with a D with those around me so that they can uh, so that they are moved, inspired and they can hold me accountable to this goal. One of the biggest mistakes people make is that they only try to they only try to change themselves and they try to do it all by themselves and if you've ever heard I, I know you've heard some version of the the adage we are the we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with mm -hmm. people try to try to skirt this all the time um, the bottom line is that we need the people around us to um, or the people around us shape who we are. And so we need to enroll them in the possibility that we're creating for ourselves. And I think a lot of time when people don't share, it comes out of that, it goes back to courage. Like it takes courage to share and risk not actually accomplishing what you're saying you're gonna do. That risk is there, mm -hmm. that risk is there. But I promise you, you're 100% more likely to not accomplish what you're saying you're gonna accomplish if you don't enroll others in that. And sometimes I'll try and enroll people in the craziest things. Like I'm gonna do X, Y, Z, or like I'm gonna run a 50 mile race. And I'll just say it in any opportunity, I think I could enroll people in my life to say, that's something I want to do. They say like, what's new in your life right now? Well, I'm working towards running a 50 mile race. You know, the more you say it out loud, the more that it becomes a part of your reality. If it's in your head and nobody else knows about it, it's really easy to be like, well, I'm not going to do that anymore and nobody else knows about it. So it's easy because nobody's going to ask me about it. Nobody's going to follow up with me on it. Mm -hmm. No one's going to call me out if I'm not doing my workouts every single day. Like it's such an easy out if you don't share. Right. And this is different than bragging about something that you're working on, right? It's not, 
she's not bragging about running a 50 miler as if she already did it. She's saying something like, I'm committed to training for a 50 mile race. Right. And then they can hold her accountable. Mm -hmm. Let's finish with this. How do you know what to work on? So how do you personally know what you want to work on next? Well, I think, I think what we could also add is like ways that people could get started on like working on personal development for themselves. But for me, how do I get started was the question. Just how do you know what you want to work on How do on I next? know what I want to, how do I know what I want to work on next? I don't think I ever know. I, I, I mean, maybe that's not the answer you were looking for, but, um, I don't think I ever know what I want to work on next. I think I go towards the thing that I'm going to be mo most consistent with in that particular period of time. So there are like my favorite methods of self-discovery and, um, personal development and, um, all that type of stuff is, um, I love to journal. I love to meditate. I love to exercise. I love to spend time by myself doing things, doing like nothing, like nothing productive at all. And um, I love to uh, be, make like deep, meaningful relationships within my community. And those are, are five things that I do that help me learn about myself. Um, and maybe the six would be like go on some level of an adventure, like some course or something that's like really makes me scared or like a backpacking trip or going to the landmark forum or doing something like that. So I think it's like in that particular moment in my life, like what do I think I'm going to be most consistent with? Like if, I, if I'm traveling all over the place, journaling every single morning is not a realistic thing for me to start working on. Um, so that's not what I work on. If I'm um, that, maybe I'm focused on like, just um, getting to the gym every single day. And I think that's realistic. And that's what I'm focused on. Um, it's I'm I'm looking for like the lowest common denominator almost all the time. Like where am I going to have integrity with myself and not set myself up to want to work on something that I don't have the capacity for in this moment? Gotcha. Yeah, I would add to that that I just look for where I'm in the most amount of pain and work on that because I know working on that area of my life is going to give me the most amount of energy. Um, yeah. How so, do you, what if you're not feeling in any pain? If I, if I'm not feeling any pain, mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there's a good one. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how I do that. Usually there's some, usually there's some like blockage or pain that I'm in because I'm not searching for like a higher level. Like I, like in our, my career recently, I absolutely loved what I was doing with Brute and with WAG, but I knew there was something, some level of that I wasn't going for. And that was painful. And it was that I wasn't doing some kind of personal development coaching with people. Um, that's something I, I've known I wanted to do for so long. And in the back of my mind, there was this, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't think I was, uh, I don't think I've ever been very conscious of it, but I was always feeling just at least a little bit out of alignment because I knew there was this thing I wanted to do that I wasn't doing. Mm -hmm. And as you know, I had this experience in Ireland that inspired me to just go for it. And it was because I, I felt that that pain yeah i think sometimes like you're well well experienced and well 
practiced in this type of work. So it might be, uh, you might notice those that pain more, like you might be more attuned to it. Where someone like me, like I feel like I can go throughout my life not feeling like I have any pain points sometimes. Like I can go months being like, everything feels great. It doesn't maybe not necessarily like so amazing. I'm not on top of the world, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to be doing practices to help me with personal development. Right. So in those moments, what I mean by like just doing the thing I'm going to be most consistent with, I, I do that in the hopes and often that's how it works is that it just comes out through those practices. Cause I think all of them can show you something so um, I'm just like waiting to see like what it is that can make things better or show me what I haven't seen before. But uh, I don't know if I'm like totally in touch with like where I can sometimes feel like I have pain or I am anxious or I am or I'm feeling I'm not am I'm feeling those things. But a lot of times I don't know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what to focus on. Um, so I th- I think for me personally, it's just like doing something consistently that allows me to self-reflect or challenge myself. Well, I, th- I, th- I agree and I think there's more to it. So a couple of the things I have down here are really great ways of figuring out what to work on next. One is hang around wise people, hang out with people that are develop- like working on themselves, hang out with people that are having... Um, what I would call like switched on conversations about things that they're really pumped about. And you can see yourself in like the issues that they're going through. You can see yourself in what they're learning. Um, And you can also do the second one, which is ask other people what you can work on, right? Because we all have blind spots in our lives uh, which are things that we are unaware of about ourselves that other people are aware of. Totally. We can, you know, it's it's basically like if we're walking forward, we can't see our back, but someone else walking behind us can see our back. In all of our relationships, there's probably something in the way that we're behaving or something about us that other people can see that we can't see. Yeah. I think that's a really good one. If you have like if you're you want to be working on something and you're not sure exactly where to go, ask somebody and they can point you in a direction and at least it's going to be moving you forward. Mm -hmm. And also to add to the hang out with people who um, are wise and have switched on conversations. I like that. I've never heard you say that. That's Uh, a Michael Gervais special. Oh, I like that. Um, I think to add to that, uh, I've recently been trying to hang out with people that I, I want to be more like. So most of my closest relationships, I mean, especially my girlfriends that are, are, I've become much closer with in Austin. I have a couple girlfriends that they have traits about them that I want to be more like, like they are more nurturing or more um, in touch with their femininity. And it's something I want to be more like. So just hanging out with them and spending time with them is like making that rub off on me because I I watch them and I pay attention to them and I pay, like think about the things they say or the way they treat their husbands and um, it helps me um, develop myself. So uh, I think some people befriend people that like make them feel better. Yes. Like you have friends that maybe they're um, they come to you for advice all the time or they're trying to be more like you and that makes you feel amazing. But having the courage to have friends that are better than you in certain ways or um 
more developed than you in certain ways. I I think all my friends are freaking total badasses that they have things about them that I have not totally adopted quite yet, but I'm like really working on. Uh, so picking friends that are better than you. <laughs> I heard, I saw a Neil Strauss or Simon Sinek quote. I can't remember who said it. Something like, it's okay to always be the dumbest person in the room as long as you're continually hanging out in smarter and smarter rooms. Yes. Right? So it's totally cool to be the person that is learning from others as long as you're continuing to push yourself and um, hang out with wise people. And I guarantee you they're learning from you too, for sure. One thing that I've had a lot of people do, especially at the Brute Retreat, is to do an exercise to start to build some self-awareness. And it is this. So if you're listening, I encourage you to do this. Start a text message on your phone and type in the name of someone whose opinion really matters to you. Someone that you trust, someone that knows you pretty well. And in the text message, say, hey, Mike Cashew is extremely attractive, also crazy, and he gave me this exercise to do on the Brute Strength podcast today. And I'm supposed to ask you, what is one thing that you think I'm really good at and one thing you think I can work on in life? And then press send. And several things are going to happen. One, you're going to get... Uh, if you don't already know what your that strength is or that thing that you do really well, you're going to get access to what he or she thinks you're really good at. And then you're going to get one thing that you can actually go and work on and make that your first personal development project. Or if you're already into this kind of thing, then just your next personal development project. The second thing that it'll do is it creates a stronger relationship with that person almost immediately. A lot of them will probably want that same feedback from you and it starts a relationship where you're really looking out for each other and pushing each other to be the best version of themselves that is one of my favorite exercises every time he does it at the brute retreat i do it too so i've done it like four or five times and my biggest piece of advice to anybody who's actually going to do this which is all of you of course you should whenever you get the response from that person that you make a commitment to yourself that you are not going to get defensive. You have solicited feedback from this person and making them feel bad about providing feedback for you is a very quick way for someone to never want to give you feedback ever again. And even if you disagree with what they think that you can work on, um, it's worth trying it on. So I like to talk about it like you're going to the store and you're going to buy a new sweater. You don't buy every single sweater you try on, but at least put the sweater on, go in front of the mirror, take a really good look at yourself from the side, from the back, from the front. Does it fit you right? Is it possible that maybe, yeah, maybe you didn't like it on the hanger, but when you get it on, it totally fits. And this is your sweater. Give an example of this. (laughs) Like, um, you could give me feedback that, um, I say, okay, let's say I told you every time you bring up, uh, something that you're, um, that you want me to do, you say it aggressively. Maybe okay. I say that to you. Yeah. So maybe every time I bring up something that I want to do, I say it in an aggressive way. And that's something I could like start paying attention to and, and get better at and work through. And I immediately am like, no, I don't. 
Like I don't, I don't do that. And then I could get defensive and snap at you about it. Like, I can't even believe you think I do that. And how could you believe that I would be that way? I'm obviously not that way. You have all this evidence at times that you weren't like that. Exactly. And I'm, I'm not aggressive and that's not the kind of person I am. I can't believe you think that about me. Or I could be like, this is someone who really loves me. This is someone who um, I asked for feedback from. This is obviously something that they see in me. So there is some level of truth to that i'm going to just accept the feedback thank them for giving me the feedback i don't have to tell them what i think about the feedback and then try it on like try it on like a sweater and maybe if i do actually take the time to think about it and see what it feels like then i can choose to agree and take that sweater home or i can put the sweater back and say that that doesn't fit for me and that's not the that's not something i agree with but at least you have to take an honest um, look at it. Yeah, that's a great analogy. And then finally, a really good way to figure out your next thing that you want to work on. This is a set of questions that I got from a friend of mine that I've been having some of our staff do recently. And the questions are this. Number one, what area of your life do you want to make a breakthrough in? could be your career, relationships, uh, your a relationship with yourself, your fitness, your health. What area of your life do you want to break through in? Two, what do you want in this area? Be as specific as possible. Three, why do you want that? Four, what would having that do for you? What would having that thing do for you? Five, how will you know when you get that? This one's really important because I could say I want to be the best entrepreneur possible, but how do I really know when I've gotten that thing? How do I know when I've accomplished this breakthrough? How do I know when I've broken through? So how will you know when you get that? And then six, I think I'm still on track. Six, what's something in your life right now that you value? What's something in your life right now that you value that you think you might have to give up in order to get what you want. I'll repeat that one time. What's something in your life right now that you value that you think you might have to give up in order to get what you want? So a lot of times we are already aware of how to break through things in our lives, but unconsciously we're not taking action towards them. We're not moving in that direction because we're really afraid of giving something up. Um, so it could be something like I say that I want to get, <laughs> yeah, 8% body fat. I'll go back to that one. I want to get down to 8% body fat and I know to get there, I have to eat out less and track my macros. You know, maybe I've identified exactly how I can get there, but unconsciously I'm afraid of losing friendships. Right. I'm afraid of not being able to go out and losing friendships. Mm -hmm. Now that that objection right there could be complete bullshit, but this gives us a chance to identify that and to see if it's bullshit or if it's reality. Right. right? Otherwise it festers and it it is reality in your head. Right. And yeah, that story you create in your head of like, I'm going to lose my friends is real until you put it out loud and someone can be like, oh, no, no, that's actually not real. Right. And it's not like you're consciously like consciously keeping this from yourself or 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 consciously um ignoring this a lot of times these things are just like 
below the surface and we're not even aware that we have these beliefs. So again, that's a just a really cool exercise to figure out what you want to break through in and ex- just just put some put some detail to what you want in a specific area of life. This was very enjoyable. I like talking to you. I agree. I like talking to you too. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you learned something. Um, you can find this young lady at a D Kazu. That's C A Z A Y O U X. I should have spelled your first name. Too. I know. Seriously, I was thinking that. A D E E. I just spelled her last name. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. Of and some I'm sort. at Michael Kazu. Same and last name. You can find both of us at Working Against Gravity and at Brute.Strength. Have a great day. This episode is finished, but your training journey continues. Head over to BruteStrengthTraining.com slash SSW and grab your free pack of 32 accessory workouts that you can incorporate into your training and start improving your strength immediately. That's BruteStrengthTraining.com slash SSW.